Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. As always, make sure that you're on our Patreon for Broadway Radio. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. Matt and I had a whole hell of a time getting oh, on today. Oh, and Lord. <laughs> Here we are. We are we are the, the the people that are like in we do tech things, but I don't know. I, I am not tech savvy. I mean, like <laughs> it it should have worked. There's no reason it took us a half an hour to be able to hear each other. It doesn't make any sense. But I like that this is perhaps the first time this has happened to us. It's happened to Ashley and I only once before. And so I just want to say like, not bad for a couple of months in. And this yeah. was our first half hour hiccup. So here we go. Let's do uh, it. We're going to get into some news. Of course, we always start the show. I feel like the past couple of weeks with Scott Rudin. So here we go. Following the news that Scott Rudin will, quote, step back from his stage projects, begs the question, what will happen to his shows in development? Notably, the Stephen Sondheim musical Buñuel, uh, which, as the, you know, the last report that we got was supposed to be produced uh, off-Broadway at the Public Theater, but the public now says it's not happening. The Public Theater on April 22nd put out a statement saying that it had worked with him. Um, it had not worked with him in years, and last week uh, they stated him that Sondheim being had, Him being rude. It had not worked with him. Yeah, not Stephen Sondheim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me be clear. They had stated that they had not worked with Scott Rudin in a few years, so uh, LOL to that. Uh, last week, it was stated that Sondheim had informed the Public Theater last year that he was no longer developing musical. Uh, the show in question was ba- is based on the films of Spanish surrealist Luis Buñuel and promised to be one of the last chances for theater goers to see a new stage musical by Sondheim. You know, we we love him and we were excited to see a new Sondheim musical come to fruition that looks like it's not happening. The playwright David Ives, who did Venus and Fur, was set to do uh, the book writing for that show. Uh, David Ives did not respond to email requests on uh, any of this development, which is like a bummer. I don't know. Were you to this, Matt? Well, it, we've chronicled the ups and downs of this show for years here ah. on Burger Radio. The last we actually heard about it was David Ives gave some sort of interview in which he was asked about this, and he said he was no longer working on it with Sondheim. It was left up in the air as to whether or not Sondheim was still working on it or not, but it appears that he was not. Um, when they <laughs> did the last reading lab thing, I think the reports were that he'd only written the first act and like this was supposed to hit the stage like i think three years ago by now um so steve writes slowly we know that and it might have just gotten to the point where he's 91 years old and he just doesn't want to finish it or doesn't feel like he can finish it or he's lost the interest in it i don't know what it is it is definitely sad that we don't get one last score i mean roadshow or bounce or whatever that thing is called wise guys whatever <laughs> yeah. is the last one we got and um i guess was assassins the last one before that is that right ashley would know ashley would know um sadly she's not on the pod today uh but we will i will confirm tomorrow uh yeah like but i also go like okay if he's not interested like let's not if he passes away at any point because it will happen unfortunately let's not tick tick boom him okay like (laughs) like he obviously did not want this to happen (laughs) like if he wanted it to come into the world we should let it come into the world but if he like decided eh like, let's not be like, let's do a 54 20 <laughs> show of Buñuel. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Tick Tick Boom's a little different situation considering it was 
a finished work for a guy who died suddenly. If Sondheim dies at 91, a little different than Jonathan Larson. Uh, but yes, I understand what you're saying. Like, But I want to hear the songs. Like, If he's written the songs, and if there's any that he's like okay with being in the public, I'd love for someone to do them at a concert or something, even if we don't see the whole show. I'm sure some of them don't suck. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is just kind of disappointing. I, I think this was a, something that theater fans were really, really looking forward to. And unfortunately, unless Steve changes his mind, doesn't look like it's going to happen. Yeah, who's to say? Steve. Steve's to say. Let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Upstart. Grace, when it comes to paying off credit card debt, it is one of the most arduous uphill climbs that anybody can go through throughout their entire lives. You open your credit card debt, no matter how much you pay each month, it still feels like you're getting farther and farther away from getting to the top of that mountain. But Upstart can give you that boost to help you get up to the top of that mountain so that you can finally feel the relief of being free of credit card debt. Yeah, Upstart is fast and easy because let me tell you, this whole thing is overwhelming. Credit card debt is very scary and I need things to be quick, efficient, and easy to do. It's a great way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, funding personal expenses. Over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. And unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income, your employment history, all that good stuff. This means that they can offer smarter rates uh, with trusted partners. So with a five minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. And you can receive funds as fast as one business day. Yeah. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's upstart.com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash Broadway. In other news, Broadway United for Racial Justice will host an outdoor event on Saturday, May 1st at 2 p.m. As Broadway prepares to turn the marquee lights back on, the community stands together, unified in the demand for necessary changes in the Broadway and entertainment industry. Speakers at this event will include Eden Espinosa. I know you're thrilled to see her again, just like advocating for things that are important. I know you're a big Eden fan. Mm -hmm. uh, Liesl Tommy, Clint Ramos, who I've been uh, in a lot of um, like, you know, safe zoom spaces uh where he's been moderating and he he's incredible I highly recommend following him on social media for all of this cody renard richard for uh broadway he's a broadway production stage manager and mm -hmm. also founder of the cody renard richard scholarship program incredible human being as well for you to follow dylan burnside uh, who you guys know from pose adam heidman and so many more other people like we'll announce them as they come out but yeah this is going to be at uh bryant park it's very exciting yeah that it look we've seen how quickly things can change when pressure is put on people in power and how people um, are able to force um, the powers that be to make changes is by making their voices heard. And this is one way to do it. We saw how the last um, March on Broadway was able to force Scott Rudin to step down from the Broadway League. I mean, literally almost yeah. minutes after it happened um and yeah. you some might argue if the two were related or not but i tend to think that they were so it feels related it felt related um so if we can continue to have things like this that's uh that's only a, a positive thing yeah we we have a in the in the show notes we'll include the link to the list of demands it's very similar to one that we've read uh, previously um however again like i 
I hope that there's more concrete like ways to make sure that we're fixing either the inclusivity and intersectionality on and off stage from race, gender representation, et cetera, et cetera. So, all right. So next we're going to talk about something that I really love. Matt, I don't know if you're a big Enchanted fan. Are you an Enchanted fan? Never seen it. Okay, well, we're going to have some words. Uh, The cast list for the upcoming Enchanted sequel, Disenchanted, continues to grow um, in so many ways. Uh, Maya Rudolph, Yvette Nicole Brown, and Jamo Mays will be joining Amy Adams, Idina Menzel, and James Marston. Oh, my God, he's so beautiful (laughs) for this upcoming Disney Plus project. Uh, Based on this new casting, it's likely that Maya Rudolph will play the villain, uh, Mm -hmm. which is exciting, um, to Giselle. Amy Adams played Giselle. In the iconic Enchanted film. Again, I'm like really upset that you've never seen it, but it's supposed to be directed by Adam Shankman, uh, who of course did Hairspray, obviously like mm-hmm. knows how to do a musical. Ellen Menken and Stephen Schwartz to write the new songs for the film. It's like 2022 on Disney+. Plus. I've been waiting for this for, let's say, 11 years now. So <laughs> since my high school chorus did uh, one of the finale numbers of Enchanted. Oh, good. Uh, which was also nominated for an Oscar, I believe. I can't believe you've never seen this, Matt. It came out in a time when I was just not seeing movie musicals. I, 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 I Yeah, it came out in 2007. I was just, I just wasn't, you know. So May 1st through the 31st, Theater Mania will stream the 2011 Broadway production of Oscar Wilde's The Importance of Being Earnest, uh, starring and directed by Brian Bedford. Roundabout Theater Company's Tony-nominated revival was filmed live at the American Airlines Theater. Do you remember going there? I sure do. Uh, (laughs) It features uh, Bedford as Lady Bracknell alongside Santina Fontana, David Furr, Sarah Topham. Uh, Charlotte Perry, Dana Ivey, Paxton Whitehead, Paul O'Brien, and Tim McDonald. The production originated at the Stratford Shakespeare Festival. I don't, I don't, I don't, every high school does this show, so I feel like I've seen it uh, enough. Oh, I, I love the importance of being earnest, but uh, it's just. Yeah, you're a real theater person. <laughs> I just don't get, like, the need to have, like, this really, like, iconic female character played by a dude. Like, I just don't get it. Like, I mean, I understand it's funny and it's kitschy or whatever, but, like, really? Like, if you but, were doing... But what is funny about it? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, wh- that's are true. we still, as a society, deciding that a man in a dress is funny? And why are we why are we saying that that's funny? Yeah. Um, highly, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Um, a little sus. Highly recommend yeah. you all watch the Disclosure documentary on Netflix. That's all yeah. I'll say. Yeah, I mean, I'm, okay. I'm, I think if there's reasons for it, it works in theater. Like, I think it works. Um, the, the Mark Rylance um, Shakespeare productions that mm-hmm. did it all male like the original Shakespeare productions I don't think I need that but Mm -hmm. I at least get it and I can I can I can even take the arguments for Matilda which was you know kind of based more Mm -hmm. on like panto stuff which has a tradition of that but like I just don't I don't get I mean I don't think we need this anymore but I love Santino (laughs) so I'll watch it but it's just like oh yeah, okay. Another person who does not be, mind being in a dress for laughs, and we won't get into it. The Walt oh, Disney yeah, Company is launching the ultimate Disney uh, Princess Celebration, a year-long event. The concert will launch a nationwide tour. Uh, Tony nominee Susan Egan, two-time Tony nominee Laura Osnes, Grammy nominee Courtney Reed, and rising star Aisha Jackson. She was... Uh, one of the last Annas in Frozen on Broadway. And I saw her speak at Broadway Con. Yeah, she was the she was Patty's standby. Um yes. and then went on a number of times. And I think she stayed on as the standby when the new cast came mm-hmm. in. 
uh, as well. But yeah, I've heard yeah. she's fantastic. She's she's amazing. And I've, I've watched her talk a couple of times. I really recommend following her on social media because she is adorable and an icon. And I think she's going to soar to even more stardom as uh, the years go on. But so I checked and I was like, is this the same group? Because it's the same like artwork and photos yeah. of the same artists that are doing it, but they're calling it now. Now Walt Disney has taken over. It used to be just called Broadway Princess Party. And right. now it's like the ultimate princess celebration. I was like, as long as these people are being credited and like Ben, ben has worked so hard on these like orchestrations over the years and yeah. um, he's really kicked ass. So I just want to make sure that he was still getting his dues. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I've seen in person and streaming multiple Broadway princess parties. I'm not ashamed yeah. uh, to admit it. I, I do think it's interesting that they brought in all four of these folks. Normally, the Broadway princess party yeah. is Laura, Susan and Courtney Three. and Aisha kind of comes in every once in a while and they have other people come in. Um, but Laura is not a Disney princess. Um, so I think that's kind yeah. of interesting that this was kind of her thing to start with. Um, so they brought her along, even though. Susan, Courtney, and Aisha are Disney princesses, but Laura isn't. So I think that I thought that was kind of interesting. Fun fact: Laura Osnes met her husband Nathan while I doing. Uh, she was playing Jasmine, and he was well, playing was, Aladdin. Which they is, were understudies. Mm-hmm. They were understudies. Yes, and they went on together. That's when they had their first kiss. The two leads were like yes. I think they they kissed and like broke teeth or something. Is that what happened? And then so oh. Laura and Nathan went on in their place. That's why they both had to go on. And they had their first kiss as ja- as a very, very Caucasian Jasmine and Aladdin in Minnesota somewhere. The whitest of whites. Yeah. Uh, I, I. It's so funny. Like, I thought I had an anecdote. And then you were like, no, no, no. I know about their teeth I'm breaking. Sorry. No, sorry. that's no, that's amazing to me. That's so funny. I'm, that's I remember- who I am. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please always, always come in with, hey, Grace, I know about when their teeth broke. I want that to be always what happens. It wasn't Laura and Nathan <laughs> whose teeth broke. It was the people they were understudying. I, f- I feel like I could. Maybe that's all wrong, but I don't <gasps> think it is. No, no, no. Let's just say that's correct because it's funny. But no, no, no. You're right. I get it. Um, yeah. So finally, we want to quickly talk about what we're very passionate about, which is the Broadway Mass Singer, which we watched last evening. Oh my God. We texted away as we poured in our guesses for the Broadway Mass Singer uh, reveals. It's streaming on YouTube. The next episode is today, tonight, Wednesday evening. Mm-hmm. Matt, who was your favorite? What were your guesses? I have mine written here, but I want to know from you. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, everybody knows <laughs> that I'm very passionate about the real Masked Singer, the greatest show in the history of television. Uh, this was this was not that. Um, this was um, a very zoomy, um, not great video or audio quality, um, uh, poor man's version of that. But here's the thing. I still was supremely entertained by the whole process. Um, oh, yeah. They had four people perform on Monday night. They're going to have four more perform on Wednesday night. Um the characters were the whale, the flamingo, the Dalmatian, and the chicken. The flamingo went home. How they're doing this is you vote by making donations to Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. Um, the flamingo had the lowest um, donation total at the end of the night, uh, and that person was revealed. I was completely and utterly shocked at who that reveal was um, <laughs> because I think at one and point was not. I texted you. I don't yes. think the Flamingo is a musical theater person. 
Um, I, they just don't sound like a musical theater person. Um, like I don't think they can sing. And it turned out to be somebody that I have raved about how much I love them as a singer and how much I love their album on this podcast multiple, multiple times. It was Kate yes. Rockwell. Like I am a devout Kate Rockwell fan. I love her album. Oh. I listened to it last night because of this. It's a great album. Highly recommend it. She was not great as the Flamingo. But here's my biggest problem, Grace. On yeah. the Masked Singer TV show, they have a lot of yeah. clues that end up being yes. red herrings that like throw you in different directions, but they never like purposely mislead you. Like everything's there for a reason. I felt severely misled by the mm-hmm. clues for the flamingo. One, she says she's from the land of flamingo. Um, let me tell you, she is from Ohio. She's from Florida? No, she's from oh. Ohio. I am from Ohio. There are no flamingos in Ohio. So um, I don't understand that. Um, Did she go to school in Florida? No, she went to school in Ohio. Uh, <laughs> like she was born in, she was, she, I think she was born in, in Connecticut, raised in Cincinnati, went to school in um, uh, like Northeast uh, Ohio. So I don't know where that comes in. And then she said that she has been on Broadway for more than eight years, which that's a pretty random number to throw out. So a lot of people were thinking, OK, that makes sense that she was on Broadway eight or nine years ago for the first time. The problem is she was on Broadway 11 years ago when the tour of of hair stopped on Broadway. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like those things are both severely misrepresenting the facts. And I don't think those clues would have flown on the real masked singer. And it bothered me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. See, I think what happens is people that do these things see the concept. And I know that, you know, people have done the, this show at 54 below uh, before, but you are an avid mass singer on TV fans. You understand how that works. And I don't know that the people that do this show actually watch that TV show. Do you see what I'm saying? So you're viewing it in that critical way, which I appreciate. Oh, I want, I am like freaking Sherlock Holmes. I'm taking notes. Like I've told, I've said it on the normal shows, Oliver Roth and I are texting back and forth. Another friend of mine that I, that I work with at the Mm -hmm. Ohio state website, like we're DMing back and forth about the show. So like, I've got (laughs) notes. So let me just say this. I'm throwing this out there for the folks who are running this. Um, If you want someone to write the clues properly for the next time you do this. Holy shit. You'd be the guy. You know where to find me. Um, And anyway. Okay. So who was my favorite? I don't know. It's fine. I don't know. Uh, They they were all good. Okay. Who was your favorite? Um, I enjoyed guessing the whale because I think that the boy sounds can be more difficult. Yeah, the whale was the only dude. But and and I'll and I'll say this: I the first time they sang, I was dead certain it was Zach Atkins because oh I I could hear the similar similar timbre. I know he enjoys like performing in this kind of way and he's released an album. So I know he has something to promote. Um, the second thing is, is when the whale sing again, I was like, that's Ryan McCartan's voice. That has to be his voice because I have listened to the Heather soundtrack more times than I've oh, um, me too. Me too. had a glass of wine in my life. So like, I just, I knew that that was him. And so I don't know, that's a little iffy for me. You and I both were like dead set on who the chicken was. We still think that we know who the chicken is. Yeah, um, maybe, I, I am, uh, maybe, maybe. So here's the thing. The chicken, it, it <laughs> the voice was Jessica Vosk. Like the voice, like yeah. it's, it's her unmistakable voice on the second, on the second one. But again, here's where the clues confuse me because the clues 
might have these were a little bit better clues. Um, I feel like the clues were written to convince us that it was Leslie Margarita, because one of the clues was that she got her start across the pond before coming to Broadway. As we all know, Leslie, Leslie, right? Leslie won the Olivier for Zorro musical before coming to Broadway. It also said she started on a different kind of farm. Now, that could be the fact that Jessica Vosk started her career in finance. In finance but Leslie Margarita, fun fact, grew up on a cattle farm. So if they were meant farm literally, that's why I feel like they were pointing that out. Also, um, Jessica Vosk didn't do a production of anything in uh, in Europe or anywhere before coming to Broadway. She did serve as a guest vocalist um, for the live concert of Christina, um, which was done at Carnegie Hall and Royal Albert Hall. But it was at Carnegie Hall first. So I feel like that's a little bit of a stretch. So I, I'm not feeling all of these clues, but. I, I think the voice is just so hard to argue with. I think the Dalmatian is one of the the women from Six. I don't know their voices well enough to differentiate and between we don't them. Know their voices, yeah, because there's no cast album. Mm-hmm. We will say the whale. Um, I think Ryan McCartan's a fine guess. Everybody on the show seemed to think that it was uh, Nick Rulo. Um, I don't yeah. know that he's been on. Like one of the things was that you might have seen him on TV. I don't think Nick's done TV. It also said that he had like there was a lot of like London clues in there. I don't know that Nick's done a show in London. So and I don't know that Ryan's done a show in London either. So I I don't know. Well, but Ryan is so big on TV that um, that would be the thing. And and also, like, just to be frank, the people that are on the the panels like the that are kind of like hosting the show. I I look at who I know that they work with a lot at 54. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was a big giveaway. There's a lot I, like, of them. I know who this person does shows <laughs> with and I know who this person calls often. So, yeah. And you're talking about the people who organized this, not the judges. Yes, correct. Correct. I, I think we're on the same page on all these guesses, though, right? Like we're in the same ballparks. Yes. And I'm very excited. I'm excited. Yeah. It's with us because it's a lot of fun. And please tweet at Broadway Radio because um, I am actively uh, texting Matt about this. Oh, <laughs> as yeah. we watch it. I mean, you know, maybe maybe if this is big, the next time they do it, we'll uh, do like a, a clubhouse thing while we watch it so people can hear it or something. I would lose my noodle. We'd be oh, arrested. God. We would never work in this town again. All right, James, please do. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Broadway Radio. Don't forget about our Patreon all the time. You can get the news before anybody else. How nice is that? Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me all of the time on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? You can find me at BWW Matt. Thank you guys so much. Please watch The Masked Singer and have a great day. <laughs>